What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. I think I had two IPS sessions toward the end that lasted three hours <laughs> because the people were just as indecisive as I was. And so it just... I don't know. I just walked away feeling confident that it wasn't for me and that's okay. I mean, it isn't for everybody. And so I found what works for me now. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur. And I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Bridget from Penguin Pictures is such a wonderful and talented photographer. She lives just outside Seattle and has been a guest teacher for the Milky Way Retreats. When she's not shooting, she is playing farmer, tending to her horses, goats, and chickens on her six-acre hobby farm. I wanted to share Bridget with you guys today because she has such great insight on moving her business and maintaining her clientele. She has an all-inclusive business model, and I love being able to bring on guests to share with you that there is not one universal business model, and to give you insight on how many successful photographers run their business. Without further ado, here is Bridget. I am so excited to welcome my dear friend Bridget from Penguin Pictures. Welcome! Hi! So excited to be here. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're passionate about. So I am a photographer here in the Pacific Northwest, right outside of Seattle, and I specialize in outdoor family sessions and studio newborn sessions. And I've been shooting penguin pictures about 10 years now. And I think my biggest passion is getting families to be themselves, to relax, have fun at my sessions, and then take them to the most beautiful locations I can with the prettiest light. 
that's what really gets me excited. So, Oh my gosh. And if you guys have not checked out Bridget's work, you're going to have to because she lives in Washington and oh my gosh, girl, the mountains that you go to, the urban sessions that you do are breathtaking. So I just, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, thank you. It makes it easy. I do feel very lucky for living in such a gorgeous place. Now, I know that you have a great support network of local photographers. Can you share a little on how you work together and how you feel together is better? Definitely. So yeah, I feel very fortunate in this area. There's so many positive friendships I've made in this industry because we all know it can be a little bit catty sometimes. So I feel very lucky that I've surrounded myself with such uh, positive, um, talented people. But I kind of got connected, I want to say, through social media, Facebook groups. And as many of the people that I met, I tried to meet in person. And mostly my original thought is because I do newborn sessions, cold and flu season can be a little bit stressful if you do get sick. And so I wanted to be able to refer my families to um, professionals that not only did amazing work, but were nice people. (laughs) So I really tried to uh, get together. I actually did some shootouts at my studio to begin with. And we get together as much as we can. There's a group of about 10 of us right now that we take, we swap going to each other's studios. We even rented a cabin last year and watched your newborn retreat all together. So that was really fun. Um, And I'm I'm even speaking at a local conference in two weeks that's just all local photographers. But I just think it's so important. I broke my arm a few years ago. And without the support, I would have been out of luck for two months. So I had people that were actually posing for me (laughs) and they saved me. So I really just, you know, I can't speak more highly of my local people. I love it. I love that. Um, As you know, I love collaborations and I think that, you know, community over competition is huge. And I just love that you're just such a shining example of that. I love to bring on guests that have business models that work for them. Can you share a little bit about your business model and why you chose to do inclusive versus in-person sales? Yes, absolutely. So I do currently, um, I am an all-inclusive photographer. I've done a little bit of everything in these last 10 years up until probably the last five years. I've been all-inclusive the entire time. And I think I, it depends on what you want as a as a client. So as a client, when I'm hiring a photographer, I just prefer to get everything up front. I don't want to sit down with them and have to choose. I'm super indecisive. And that was why it was hard for me to sell being an IPS photographer, because it's just not something that I personally want as a consumer. So I feel like whatever you do, you just need to 100% stand behind it and be confident in what you're doing. So for me, being an IPS photographer just wasn't that. But um I like to just be upfront. I don't want any hidden costs. And uh, my sessions are a little bit higher. I'm about $1,200 for my sessions. But I find that it's just the best fit for my my life. My family saves me a lot of time where I'd be sitting with people otherwise. So You had mentioned, so you tried IPS. So what about it made you feel that it was not the right fit for you personally? So I did. I tried IPS for about three months. I had a lot of photographer friends that loved, absolutely loved it, said I was leaving money on the table. So I would print all my products and I'd lug them over to my session, my family session. And actually that's before I had a studio. So it was a little bit more tough. I had to meet people either at a coffee shop or in their home. And I just found that I wasn't a salesperson in that sense. And it showed. And 
I also had, I think I had two IPS sessions toward the end that lasted three hours <laughs> because the people were just as indecisive as I was. And so it just, I don't know. I just walked away feeling confident that it wasn't for me and that's okay. I mean, it isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I found what works for me now. Yeah, I love that because I think what's really important for me is to share that there is not one universal business model that, you know, I know really successful photographers who do IPS and really successful photographers that do inclusive and really successful that do hybrids. So I think that, you know, giving, having that confidence to decide how you want your business to look is so powerful. Now, can you share what gave you that confidence to be able to define your business on your own terms? Yeah, I don't think it's a magic pill that you take that you wake up and you can charge $1,200 for your session. I mean, a lot of people are like, how can you charge that? But for me, it's been a journey. I mean, 10 years it's taken me to get to this point where I can confidently charge as much as I do and be booked up right away for the year, which is amazing. But for, for me, it's just time. I think it's just time, practice, and sticking to it, hard work. So yep. I love it. Now, your sessions are always filled with smiling, happy, and relaxed families. What would you say is the key to getting everyone to relax and have fun? Oh, thank you. Well, that is one of my pride and joys is trying to make sure that my sessions are just pain-free, easy. And so it starts from the very beginning. I build a rapport with, with my families from the very beginning in our email conversations. And I prep the heck out of my sessions. So I send them all of the information that could possibly happen at their sessions. And I check up with them to make sure they actually read it. And I just think they're very prepared. They don't have any you know, loose ends going into the session so they can just relax and, and have fun. And I do want to say again, I've been doing this for about 10 years. So the families I shoot now come back to me year after year. And so it does get easier after you build your clientele. They know what to expect. And I get referrals of my current families. And so their families already kind of know how it works because their friends have told them. So I might make it look easier now. It was a little bit tougher back when I first started. But again, just hard work, you know, perseverance and just continually doing what you want to do and showing the images that you want to produce. So you, because you like to travel to different locations in the area. I think it's Mount Rainier that you go to quite often. Uh -huh, now, yeah. how far of a drive are you having clients drive? Because I always wonder, I'm like, do you ever find that you have resistance on clients that are like, oh, we got to drive or they're just like jazzed about it? Yeah. So uh, I started doing this about four to five years ago, picking before people, I mean, there were wedding photographers that were kind of doing elopement things, but not a lot of family photographers were branching out and doing these adventure sessions. So I, I love to travel with my own family. So what I did is I would clump five to seven sessions at a certain location and then take my family and rent an Airbnb and make a vacation out of it. And that's how I kind of marketed it too for my families. I said, take a trip, you know, make a weekend. And I send them a list of great places to stay. And, you know, after I started showing the images of where I wanted to shoot, people were freaking out and like coming to me just because of that. Yeah. So uh, I don't drive, like I said, every single day. Sometimes I do, but a lot of times I'll, I'll have a little trip with my family as well. So we'll just take them along. Oh, I love that. Now, how often are you shooting? So I try to shoot twice a week. This time of year, it varies because I'm really just doing newborns. But from March until October, I'm shooting two family sessions every week. Wow. 
I love it. And I know that you are able to book yourself out pretty much the entire year prior because you're creating buzz around your limited sessions. Can you share a little bit about how you do this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I mean, I'm still blown away that that happens. It's amazing. I open up my my year in November usually, and they do sell out in about a week or two, which is incredible. But like I said, four wow. to five years ago, I started picking these epic locations. And because I would take my family and get an Airbnb, like I said, I would only offer about five, maybe seven of those. So right away, there's a sense of urgency because they're limited. And so um, I have a newsletter. I always encourage people to and I think you're the one who got me going on having a newsletter and how important that is because our, yeah, yes. And I mean, Facebook, Instagram, it's all great, but it could go away as we all know. And so build your newsletter. I don't bother people with it, but I definitely send out some buzz before it happens. And uh, I mean, after I release that newsletter with what time and date my sessions are going to go live, I usually sell about 80% of them just to my newsletter alone. So. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because honestly, I'm not, I personally, for my photography business, I send out maybe three or four emails a year. If that people get a little caught up. I know that, that, and it, that thinking that it has to be monthly and they don't know what to write, but I know for both of us, like I book out my holiday mini sessions in like 30 minutes with like 60 spots because wow. of having an email list. And even if you do, even if you do it poorly, it still works. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Poorly. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And now my families, I mean, they, they kind of know how it works. And so they wait for that email to come out telling them when they're going to be able to book. And yeah, it's just like a well-oiled machine that again, takes yeah. a couple of years to kind of get going, but I, it's so, it yes. works great. So. Exactly. And even if you're just starting um, your photography business or just starting your email list, it does take time, but don't get frustrated. Just keep plugging away at it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So a few years ago, you made a big move and moving or changing can really strike fear into the hearts of many business owners and photographers. Can you share your story, how you maintained a client base after you moved and what was the experience like for you? Absolutely. Yes. So I, I feel like it's kind of cheating because I didn't move too far. I mean, I know some people move entire cities or states. And if that's the case, I would probably start working on my SEO before I moved. But I was still within the city, Seattle city area. So I moved about 45 minutes from where I was before. And I still was so nervous. It took about three years to finally, I mean, we looked for the perfect place, but it took me a long time to finally just say, let's do it. You know, we're put our family first. Sometimes your business has to come second to what is best for your family. And that's kind of what it came yep. down to. We wanted our kids to have land and run. And so I, uh, I think the biggest part of me being successful after moving is that I had already, I had already built my client base and my clients feel like family to me, honestly. And so they weren't just going to a photographer, they were going to Bridget, you know, to have an experience. And so I think had I not built a rapport with every single one of my families and, you know, tried to make their sessions painless, like I talked about, I don't know how many would have followed me, but I kind of talked up the fact that this, my home is on a farm and it's peaceful and it's, you know, it's better than going to downtown Seattle and having to park. <laughs> so I tried to just really talk up the, the positives of 
you know, my new place. But also I found new epic locations that are really close to where I live and just kept posting, posting, posting what I wanted to shoot. And people, people will drive. I mean, you just have to not be afraid to throw it out there. And you'll be surprised that sometimes, you know, dreams come true. We moved and I brought my business with me and it's been busier than ever. So. I love it. Now, I love that you touched a little bit about creating amazing experiences and really building relationships because I think that is often a missed step. So can you touch a little bit on the on how you create those amazing experiences and build those relationships? Yeah, absolutely. So I really try to win over the kids. I mean, I win over the kids first. And if they're happy, the parents are going to be much happier. I mean, nothing makes a session more stressful than well, dads that are grumpy, (laughs) but also kids that are crying because they're miserable and they're not having fun. So that's my number one goal is to get the kids on my side. And then the whole session is easy. So I actually bring puppets and (laughs) books and toys that if it is hard to warm up to some of the kids, I have some tricks up my sleeve to to win them over. And I take a lot of breaks and just kind of let them do what they want to do as well. So I'm not bossing them around the entire time. Love it. Now, how long are your family sessions? So I leave room to let them run 90 minutes if need be. And um, they're usually a little over an hour, but I, because I go to these locations that can be kind of out there and you don't have cell phone service, I always have that wiggle room meeting them 90 minutes before sunset. Because if I cut it close, if I had them come an hour before sunset and they were 30 minutes late, that would give us like no time. (laughs) So it just depends if everyone's still having fun and I'm obsessed with the light and having a great time, we'll keep going. But usually just over an hour. I love it. Now, I actually, I didn't, I didn't add this in your question list, but I, something that is really special about you is your relationship with Santa (laughs) and the Santa and the Santa community. Oh my gosh. Can you share a little bit about how you got involved with Santa and this big Santa community that you're now speaking at their events. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. I got asked to speak at the Santa conference last year with o- over a hundred Santas. And I, I was nervous. Let me tell you, I was like, I want to be on your good list. Um, no, a friend of mine here in Seattle, <laughs> her name is Taylor Anderson, Taylor Anderson photography. She actually had, gone with her kids to Santa at another photography studio and she fell in love with them and hired them. And so I was like, well, I'm going to take my kids. And once you meet him, he is the real deal. And I never, I don't know. I don't feel like my business is very kitschy. And, um, I am like, even when I use props, they're very neutral and not super Pinteresty. I want to say, so I never thought Santa would really fit into my business model. But once I met him, I realized he does exactly what I try to do. And it's create an experience for your families. And I mean, these kids and some of the parents believe when they meet him. And I have two, actually, I have two Santa because you never want to put all your eggs into one Santa basket. He could retire or something (laughs) But I have two wonderful Santas and it just creates, uh, I mean, memories. Honestly, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it just, you know, people, they talk about it all year long. They come to my family session in the summer and they're still talking about Santa. (laughs) So. I love it. I love it. Now, how many sessions are you scheduling per day with Santa and how much are you paying for Santa? Because I'm, I'm just curious about this too. Yeah. So Santa is not cheap. (laughs) 
our Santa's here in Seattle. They make bank. So if you have a beard, come to Seattle and try to be in Santa. No, they actually have agents. It's pretty funny. Like I have to work with an agency to get my Santas. They range from about two to $400 an hour, which is crazy, but you get what you pay for. <laughs> and so I, um, yeah. for two years, I was doing 10 minute sessions. So I was doing five an hour and leaving a 10 minute break at the top of the hour. And that was either for Santa to do what he needed to do, or just, you know, if we needed to make up some time, if people were late or just a cushion and it worked out really great, but I just felt like I, it could have been better had we had a little more time. So this last year I did 15 minutes and it was just way more relaxed (laughs) and my prices were a little bit more this last year. So I felt like it made up for it, giving them a little bit more time. Yeah. And I do about I six, love hours, it. six love hours a day of Santa. So it's a long day, mm-hmm. but it's Ooh. amazing. Well, you know how much I love holiday minis too. So. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> are like, a rock Ooh. star. Yes. You are like, <laughs> I bow down to you and your holiday minis. They are so amazing. Now, what are you curious about right now? So I am really excited that finally I'm diving into the world of video. And it's just kind of like starting all over again. And I'm looking into maybe mentoring with someone, but then I, I don't know, I just get so wrapped up in teaching myself. So I'm kind of self-taught at this moment, watching as much YouTube tutorials. I mean, there's so much out there. We're so lucky to be learning in this day and age, because when I first started in the field of photography, it was 1994. Right? Oh my gosh, I'm showing my age, but there was nothing. There was no internet. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, I'm just having a great time so far. I'm I'm trying to incorporate doing a little, like a one to two minute little film for my families when they come to me. And I've always been intimidated with taking video and the photography. Like I didn't want to take away from my stills, but I'm getting more comfortable kind of getting my shot and then turning to video and doing a couple clips here and there. And I don't know that it just speaks to me in a way that I will always love photography and you can't put video on the wall. So there's that, (laughs) but there's something about motion of, you know, the whole experience that just moves me. So I'm hoping to add those little movies to each session I do. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I've been doing um, video stories for a couple years and the feedback that I get from my clients has been, I love the pictures but being able to go back and watch my baby breathe or like the little sounds they make. Like as mamas, we know how fast this goes, right? Yeah. Yep. And you can reach in and almost like touch the, I don't know. It's just so, oh, so fun. Anyway, it's fun. It's fun kind of learning something new. Learning. And that's the thing I know because you were one of our very first students at the Milky Way. Yes. And just watching you grow over the years has been so cool. Because I think we met, I think, in 2012. And then we met in person in 2014. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's been so long. Yeah, what a journey. So it's just been so cool. Yeah, what you were journey, one of my right? first. Not you, were one of my, you were one of my first inspirations, really. So I remember seeing your gorgeous <gasps> maternity. Out, I mean, for landscape inspiration and everything. It's, it was, it was you, Lisa. (laughs) Thank you. All right, lady, I'm going to pull our little train into the station. Thank you so much for joining me today. I always love getting to, to have you on and chat with you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Now, what I loved about this interview was that Bridget was able to be honest with herself about the kind of business she wanted to run. 
and was intentional on designing her business so it fit in with her life. If you feel so inclined, my friends, I would love for you to consider, is your current business model one that you enjoy doing? Is it bringing you the results you're looking for, and is it generating the profit you had hoped? And if it's not, identifying the areas that you would need to shift or change so it can become your dream business that fills you up financially and makes you happy. I suggest grabbing a notebook and getting a little introspective on those questions. Now, there's no one universal way to run a business, and we often forget the power is in our own hands. We get to design and run our businesses how they work best for each of us. I'm sending you so much light and love today. See you next time. If you love the idea of bringing more of you into your business and brand, but wondering how, take our free quiz at themilkyway.ca slash quiz. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.